I'll be back. I'm gonna make him an offer again. Cannonball! I'm Batman. What? Oh my god, they killed Kenny! The force is with you. The danger. Please stand clear of the doors. Oh, righty. Avengers! Assemble. What's up, everybody? This is the very first episode of Pop Culture with the Captain. I'm your host, Captain Carlos Montalvo, and today I will be discussing the incredible season finale of The Mandalorian. Now, before I get into the conversation, I must warn you that spoilers will be ahead as I will be discussing the overall story of the final episode, the surprising cameo, and of course, the announcement of another Star Wars spinoff with huge implications. Now, let's get to it. The episode starts off after the Mandalorian and his gang managed to get the coordinates towards Moff Gideon's Star Destroyer in the last episode. Before he goes to the Star Destroyer, he recruits some final allies in it, Bo-Katan, Cara Dune, Boba Fett, and many more, with the Mandalorian, managed to get into Moff Gideon's Star Destroyer and try to rescue Grogu, which many people know him as Baby Yoda. While Bo-Katan and Cara Dune manage to get to the control center of the Star Destroyer, Mando goes towards rescuing Grogu in his prison cell. While he enters a prison cell, he encounters Moff Gideon with his Darksaber. Moff Gideon and the Mandalorian get into a one-on-one -on -one fight in which the Mandalorian manages to overpower Moff Gideon, becoming the victor, and thus becoming the sole owner of the Darksaber. Not knowing that if you win a battle for the Darksaber, you get the sole ownership of the Darksaber. Mando tries to hand over the Darksaber to Bo-Katan, but Bo-Katan, being a traditionalist in the Mandalorian world, cannot accept until proven in battle. As everyone reaches the control center of the Star Destroyer, Moff Gideon unleashes his Dark Trooper droid army to rescue him from the heroes, with nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. As the heroes prepare for battle against Gideon's Dark Troopers, a familiar X-Wing approaches the Star Destroyer, and in that X-Wing is none other than Luke Skywalker. Luke manages to cut his way towards the control center by killing every single Dark Trooper in his path. Luke informs Mando that in order for Grogu to join Luke, he must give Grogu permission as Grogu sees Mando as a father figure. In one of the most emotional scenes in Star Wars history, Mando takes off his mask as he bids farewell to Grogu and gives permission for him to join Luke. Luke makes a vow towards Mando that he will protect and mentor Grogu into becoming a Jedi. As they bond farewell, Luke with R2-D2 take Grogu from Mando as they bid farewell now knowing that Grogu is placed with a Jedi that will teach him, guide him into controlling his powers, but most importantly, Mando fulfilling his, his journey of finding Grogu the proper help he needs in order to become a Jedi. After the credits roll, a surprise end credits scene occurs in which Boba Fett returns to Jabba the Hutt's palace 
and takes full control of Jabba the Hutt's palace, but most importantly, his criminal enterprise. First off, I would like to tip the top of my hat towards both Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau, as this finale in the overall season has been one of the greatest Star Wars stories ever produced in any form of media. And I'm talking about movies, video games, TV shows, even freaking comic books. It is pure Star Wars excellence. The story, the characters, the surprising moments, it is everything that Star Wars is, and it's something that I'm very, very happy to see. The final episode is one of the most emotional moments I have ever seen in Star Wars in history. And it brought sadness, action, intensity, progression, and a fitting end to possibly the overall story arc of Mando in his journey towards Grogu. It is such an amazing job that Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau managed to convey this story from the original ideals of past comics and original stories from before they were not canon and try to integrate it into this world that has been purchased by Disney. In it, this world purchased by Disney is that these stories from before Disney purchase have been known as the expanded universe. But Disney, obviously, tries to condense it in which they manage to label them as non-canon. But in reality, they basically try to incorporate some elements from those stories into the new Star Wars that they trend to plan out. This is, for example, in Star Wars Rebels, where they introduce Drawn and other storytelling that even though they consider it not from the original source from the non-canon stories, but for obvious reasons, if you're a Star Wars fan, you can kind of notice in these past few stories, especially with these spin-off shows. And the perfect example is with this season of The Mandalorian, made bringing a mix of both story elements from previous Star Wars Expanded Universe, as well as mixing it with Dave Filoni's masterpiece of Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Now, I will say this. The finale itself felt more like the overall series finale. Now, I do know that they have announced that the third season has been confirmed for Christmas of next year, but just hear me out. The overall story of the first and second season of The Mandalorian is the Mando trying to find Grogu the proper training towards becoming a Jedi. He manages to not only rescue Grogu, but deliver it to a Jedi, in which this episode is with Luke Skywalker. Now, this is the moment where I thought it was a complete series finale rather than a season finale. Now, the season between the, the difference between a season finale and a series finale is that the series finale felt more like the overall conclusion of the series, and the season finale is the overall conclusion of the season itself while introducing more implications towards next seasons. I felt that this was more of a series finale. And the reason I felt it is because the overall arc of this season, like I said before, is the Mando trying to deliver Grogu to a Jedi. 
Now that this journey has been completed by delivering Grogu to Luke Skywalker, what's next for the Mandalorian? I know that they're probably gonna do more storytelling, but to be honest, this journey is basically complete. And I felt that this journey has been already fulfilled and if they're gonna bring him in for future like Star Wars projects, maybe do it in, prob in other spin-offs. I believe, I think that this final episode should just be the series finale. But this is one of the very first popular Disney Plus shows. And the fact that they already announced it that they're gonna bring him for a third season, it's not surprising, but at the same time, I, for one, felt that this was a proper finale, and even though we're going to have another season, this story arc, I don't think it's no other story arc for him could ever top this off, as this is such an amazing story. I mean, this episode alone had everything to be a series finale. You have the hero's journey's end, you have the surprising cameos, the defeat of the major villain. I felt that this story arc should just conclude there. And I believe that maybe the possibility for the third, the story of the third season will be focusing on Mando and the Darksaber. As the episode mentioned, whoever owns the Darksaber gets full control of Mandalore. The Darksaber has been featured prominently in the Clone Wars series. And the Darksaber was previously owned by such people such as Darth Maul and most recently Moff Gideon. The Darksaber has been the overall goal of Bo-Katan, who is the sister of the previous ruler of Mandalore before the Empire took over, Duchess Santine. Duchess Santine got killed by Darth Maul, and in the final four episodes of the Clone Wars, Bo-Katan and Ahsoka managed to take over Mandalore, but that was short-lived as the Empire took Mandalore and many other planets in the galaxy. This third season will probably be focusing that and that's fine with me because not only as I said that I felt that this was more of a series finale but if you want to continue the show in a way that can bring more towards the the Mandalorian's journey for the future this is a good story because you're having Man the Mando trying to like avoid being labeled as the next ruler of Mandalore and you have Bo-Katan who after, throughout her whole journey is trying to regain full and rightful ownership of as being the ruler of Mandalore has to bring a great conflict between both in which the second season introduced them as allies but now this third season will possibly becoming more personal in the matter for Bo-Katan as Bo-Katan will do whatever it means to become the ruler of Mandalore, even if it means no longer being an ally towards the Mandalorian. The biggest surprise of this se season finale is of course, Luke Skywalker. That is one of the most amazing moments in Star Wars history. I did not expect him to come. All I've known for a fact that there have been rumors that possibly um, Sebastian Stan, who many of you know him as the Winter Soldier in the MCU, might be the one that will be portraying Luke Skywalker, but that was just rumors. But as the moment the X-Wing arrives to Star Destroyer, 
I jumped from my couch as I know for a f- as I knew that one of the greatest heroes in the history of movies in general of the whole freaking type of pop culture, Luke Skywalker came back, kicked the living crap out of all those dark troopers and had one of the most memorable Star Wars scenes in the history of Star Wars. For me, this scene felt very, very similar to Darth Vader scenes in Rogue One in which both characters, whether it is Darth Vader the dark side or Luke Skywalker the light side, demonstrated their skills, their power, and their strength in the Force. And those scenes alone is pure nostalgia Star Wars in which I I grew up with these characters and seeing these guys coming back and demonstrating their full power against their enemies is unbelievably amazing. This moment will forever be, in my opinion, will be talked about for years to come. Now, the one thing I got surprised that when Luke manages to reach towards the control center, when he takes off his hood, is young Mark Hamill. Now, the reason I say this is because, like I said previously, I I heard rumors that Sebastian Stan might be portraying Luke Skywalker. And I was expecting Sebastian Stan when this scene was happening. But I kind of understand why they did the CGI. I mean, Mark Hamill is irreplaceable at Luke Skywalker. He is Luke Skywalker. And of course, they have the money to do the whole de-aging CGI technology that they used previously, such as in Grand Moff Tarkin and Rogue One, and most recently the Marvel movies in which they managed to use the CGI technology on uh, Nick Fury and Captain Marvel, Michael Douglas with, with Avengers Endgame, and this is a technology that even though it gets tiring, but this moment it felt it was right because Mark Hamill made Luke Skywalker what Luke Skywalker is known around the world because Luke Skywalker is an iconic character. And the moment that he came out by arriving in the X-Wing, releasing his iconic lightsaber and slashing his way through all of the freaking dark troopers was amazing. And that moment came, you kind of notice that his power as this Jedi has evolved in a way that it was already like implied in the third movie of the original trilogy in Return of the Jedi, in which Luke Skywalker has become more trained, more patient, and has accepted his role as becoming a Jedi. And in this scene alone demonstrates just how much of, of a Jedi he really has become. And even though his, his journey was already concluded in Return of the Jedi and The Last Jedi, this in-between scene before any before The Last Jedi occurred was pure Star Wars magic. And it is something that I, as a Star Wars fan, felt that it was amazing. And I believe that this is the start of something bigger. As mentioned in, pre- in the Disney meetings, we're having a lot of Star Wars content. And even though many people will say that we're getting too much and it's enough and it's enough, as a Star Wars fan, I can say that I am very excited for what is to come to the future with not only these series, but also with the movies and anything that has to do with Star Wars. Because I always wanted to have more Star Wars. 
back in like in the 2000s when I was a kid. But unfortunately, we only had, well, it's not that it's unfortunately, but we had books and we have the expanding universe. But we always wanted to watch these stories come to life in either other different forms of media, such as movies and television programs. But now, now that we're having the opportunity to have more Star Wars, this is something that is necessary. And this season finale brought in a lot of implications. Just in case you don't know, we're having a Boba Fett spin-off. For me personally, I thought Boba Fett was nothing more but a side character. Because in the original trilogy, he was only there for just a couple of scenes just standing there looking all badass. But we never seen Boba Fett in action the way that this season was introduced. I will give my props to Dave Finoli for, for bringing back Boba Fett. Because if there's one person that can bring Star Wars characters back from the dead, and bring in excellent storytelling is Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni not only brought in Boba Fett in this season, but he also brought Darth Maul in Clone Wars. And in Clone Wars, Darth Maul stole the show. His story arc explained a lot, and he became one of the most well-written villains in the history of Star Wars. And if he managed to brought Darth Maul back, I believe that he did. It. He can do an incredible job with Boba Fett, as first implicated in the basically the sixth episode of this season, in which you know, Boba Fett manages to help out Mando, and once he got his armor back, he had that one-minute badass scene in which he basically kicked the crap out of any stormtrooper that was coming into his way, and doing and fulfill and becoming this badass that everybody knew him. And that's a great thing because Boba Fett is basically nothing more but a side character. And but Dave Filoni and John Favreau brought him back and they demonstrated just how badass he is. And not only that, we're even gonna we're having a Boba Fett show that is coming next year co with coinciding with the third season of Mandalorian, in which now we will discover more about Boba Fett as well as bringing a lot of implications towards what is gonna be featured in that show. We're talking about if he's gonna bring legitimacy into the criminal underworld, is he becoming a criminal godfather sort of way in which he controls most of the criminal empires, or he's gonna be a gangster, or he's gonna be the one that is gonna break the system, who knows? And not only that, we're only there's a possibility that we're gonna explore more about how Boba Fett survived from the Sarlacc pit, how he managed to get back with everybody thought that he was dead, and how he managed to get to the point where he encounters Mando and got his armor back. And I felt that this show that is coming next December will be great. Not only for the character, but for Star Wars fans who've been year like who've been begging for Boba Fett stories to come to life in freaking TV or movies. Originally, everybody thought we were gonna have a Boba Fett story, similar to Solo and Rogue One. But for me, I feel like his story arc should be expanded to a miniseries. The only thing I don't like is the title. But then, but I'm not gonna judge a book by its title, as I feel that this miniseries that is coming next Christmas will be great for the character. And I am will 100% be watching that show non-stop to the point where I will try to appreciate Boba Fett in a way that, hey, 
I can say that Boba Fett can, is finally a badass because I know for a fact that after this TV series, I can appreciate a lot more Boba Fett than I didn't have that kind of appreciation in the previous years to before. Well, there you have it, guys. This is the conclusion of the very first episode of Pop Culture with the Captain. I am your host, Captain Carlos Montalvo, signing off.